Episode 31 of Who That Two for Two on the Solar Podcast Network at More Than Four Studios. We are sponsored by Alive Body Best. And today, we got the farmer, the farmer man from, from Freeport, you know. I, I said yeah. it like Ber- Berkshire. Yeah, Berkshire Bahamas okay. Farms. Okay, so before we get into, re- into the why we here, let me let you know I know this man. You know, it's basketball season, NBA season. I just, you know, put my crown on. I wonder, you know, they invited me, the, the Grand Bahamans <laughs> invited me to their fantasy group. Seven of them, me one. First year I come third, you know, 2020. Last year I come second. This year I win. Mm-hmm. I win, you know. But um, you know, thank you, man. So it's playoff time now. My heat, my heat in second round. How you feel about these finals? I, I feel, I mean, these conference finals. I feel bad about um, um, the Bucks building out. I feel like they yeah. tell, tell us what they catch them. No, I mean Miami looking good, but the East is more competitive this I, year. I, so I think Tatum, and Tatum, even though he's 24, he didn't take his long. He didn't play, and he didn't play deep in playoffs for me. He was a rookie, so I feel like right. this, this really like I. I ain't going to see him, but I love with the Celtics. Yeah, no, the Celtics looking good. I thought the Nets would at least one one. Something, but yeah. But but um, what they say, you gotta have two two Robins, two Robins, you gotta have Karen with the yeah, ring, you know. Right, right. You got right. the Batman or Superman the Batman. And over the East, I I them Warriors boy. He looking good. You know, my my dream situation is I hope a Bahamian make it on on the West side, so I can go yeah. and try and catch a game, either Clay or or Aiden. Yeah, I mean Phoenix looking good, but. Right now, looking a little tight. So yeah. who that we bring on? Everyone who ain't a accountant, accountant lawyer, doctor. That's, that's like a typical when you're growing up. You mm-hmm. they want to go deal with money, go save sick people, or go to court. That's the typical secure job. Right. So the point of who that is trying to really like focus on people who payments who try to go out from that. So I, typically artists and non-entrepreneurs, but farm, tell me how in the hell, why? Walk me through this. Why, why, why? Fun? I mean, so, we, we need that shit. You know, we, right. just, we just import too much shit. But tell me, what, 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 what was it like? Was it like a, the typical story? He was in the, he was in the backyard growing things. These young girls, like as a, as a fifth year, you were older, like, boy, I can make some money. And like, like you said, just not a lot of part. It's like an epiphany. So if I give you a little background, I actually went to school for finance mm-hmm. and computer information systems. Mm-hmm. So, See, it's the same, the same job. Right. Same yeah, job. you know, it's always going to be around. You need mm-hmm. those people. Mm-hmm. But after a few years, you realize you're working for a company. Yeah, it might be cool, but you want more for yourself. <laughs> so I had a like a come to Jesus like moment, a right? So I, I injured on, on, my... On people them job, I assume. Like on people them job, he wasn't working. I mean, I was working. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still there. Mm-hmm. But what happened in 2018, I injured my knee. And I started realizing that you know, you could be replaceable on somebody else's job. I'm out of work for about two months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still there. But during that moment, that, I'm thinking, that fair, I was like, okay, like yeah, what, what else can I do? <laughs> so after going through recovery, um, growing up, my family always visited Exuma. And we have an uncle there right off of Georgetown. It's a little key called Stockton Island. Mm-hmm. He has a restaurant called Chat and Chip. So, oh, okay. I wasn't there. Right. So, yeah, Kenneth Bo, that's, okay. that's my uncle. Okay. So... We, they have a pig roast every Sunday, but you know, growing up, you got to be back to school for Monday, yeah, yeah, so I yeah, yeah. always missed it. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been there for about 10 years, so daddy's birthday was coming up in February 2019. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, let me, let me buy some tickets, let's go down there and experience this. Mm-hmm. So we go down there preparing for Sunday, and I think that Friday he's like, well, let's go by the farm. I was like, go by the farm? Mm-hmm. And it clicked. 
as I said, that's economics 101. Yeah. He's so able to... All this, this is where the big thing from. Where from exactly. Yeah. And it's like, he's able to supply his own demand. So I'm looking at if he's able to do this and be successful at it in Exuma, mm-hmm. on this little key, mm-hmm. imagine what we could do in Grand Bahama. So right after that, I went straight back to work and I'm online like, how can I do this? Doing my market research and went and put the a license in application for business license mm. and around that same time is when the SBDC mm. was um, starting out with that different training the courses and, stuff, and yeah, yeah. they had cohort and I said let me let me sign up for it mm. so right. it's something about timing though. and that's timing that's timing and interestingly enough we got our business license in May so I'm already putting together pig pen found some land to use got a lease set up and Hurricane Dory in it. Damn. So it's like, boy, it's all this I mean, like, all the timing. Right? Yeah, yeah. But we didn't get the pigs yet. Mm-hmm. So I uh-huh. say, okay, so we're safe. Then start get the pigs, put co- the salinity co- of the water, and, and then COVID and, and, and hits. COVID and COVID sneaking around, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but what the way it ended up working out very well is right after Hurricane Dorian, you have a lot of NGOs and then um, other, even governmental programs where they're trying to assist. Grand Bahama and Abaco. And then you start looking around, say, okay, you start a business, look for some grants, loan programs. And you got so many out there, World Central Kitchen, they're all over the world. Even like in Ukraine right now, they mm-hmm. out there donating. So when I start digging a little deeper, and I realized that if you want to be an entrepreneur, even be able to provide for yourself, your family, and generations to come, what do people need? And you have people, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but they want to go in these saturated markets. Yeah. And then you start looking around like, where do we get our food from? And as you do more research, no, the that... government spends <laughs> so much money yeah. on import. Every year. And then, but they have programs and some subsidies in place. But as Bahamians, we're looking for handouts. Yeah, and, and really, truly, you know, I'm going to dig in the day. You know what I mean? And, right. And even though, and I'll, get to, I'll let you expand further because mm-hmm. people, people probably heard me say farm and thought I thought you meant like uh, pulling things like people mm-hmm. don't think that the farm was the whole so I think pe- people um, sadly they have their mindset the farm will come out I gotta go dig in the dirt and see yeah, the in the hot sun yeah. and just laborers sweating yeah yeah but look at Eden Farms right in the hot sun mm-hmm. but the technology is there and what's interesting is you're able to a lot of us some of us are fortunate enough to go away to school and travel mm-hmm. and see the world right and then you have an appreciation for what you have at home but we're right next door to the United States of America. We have access to all the technology. We just don't implement it. We don't use it. And we don't, and like, uh, we said, we don't care. You don't, right. yeah, I, just buy, I just buy my Wendy's. Just yeah. Buy but we have um, a group of people right now who are very health conscious. A lot of people are now want to be organic or mm-hmm. vegan mm-hmm. and all of that. So you look at how your food is raised. So when I was doing my market research, I remember going to Solomon's in Grand Bahama. And I was like, okay. I want to speak to the manager, whoever deals with um, bringing in the pork. So the guy looks at me like, oh, you need to write a letter. They write a letter? It's an ask question, bro. So, <laughs> so I say, okay, let me, let me put it to you this way. Right now, we at Solomon's, Queens Highway, Grand Bahama. Ten minutes down the road is where they call the farm road. Can you imagine just driving out there? You pull up at a farm, and you can see the animals there. You could go pick your pig. That animal could be harvested, dressed, inspected within an hour or two. 
and in your in your store on your shelves. Mm -hmm. That's what you consider fresh pork. Mm -hmm. But when you when you go to a farm, you can see how the animal is treated, how it's raised, and those are the things that a lot of Bahamians don't think about. So at Berkshire Bahamas Farms, it's more than just raising food for animals, but it's also about educating the community, helping people understand where their food is coming from, and I mean, we in like right after the pandemic or during the pandemic, people run into the food stores. You got shelves cleared. This is me. I still don't know. I still don't know why all this toilet paper gone. Like, what you thought was happen? Why did? Why was the toilet paper gone? I remember, like, wait, what, what is the problem? Like, y'all thought like there was an end and that you couldn't write by ass. Like, what was? That was always like, yeah. like I figured water. Yeah, mm -hmm. food, but why toilet paper? You know. But even with that, how many water companies are out? That's Treat. essential. True. But you need water. Yeah. But. It's just those kind of things that you think of. People want to get into business, but saturate the market. So mm -hmm. I want to do hair, layers, lashes. Mm -hmm. I want to sell clothes and shoes. But what about the bare necessities that people need every day? Gotta eat. Right. And then when you start thinking of farming, if I take you down a little road, let's say, okay, you want lettuce. Yeah, you might put it in the soil and water it, grow it. But there's more to it than that. There's a science behind it as well. What about the quality of the water you mm. you feeding it. What yeah. about the fertilizer you're using? What about the soil? What's the chemistry of the soil? Further down, let's say with animals, feed is the most expensive side of farming. Where you get your food from? What kind of food? What's in the food that they're eating? Does it help them grow faster, slower? Mm. Does it like genetically modify? Because no. like, you always just say, boy, them, them people in the sex is grow bigger because they're, he's, I guess, mm -hmm. the, the overbearing people always say, yeah, man, they just inject the chicken over there. That's what yeah, the people And then sometimes so you see the chicken breast huge like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what's, what is it eating? Yeah. And then you have some people like now, we, we have fresh brown eggs. And a lot of people, they want organic, but you don't have to necessarily call it organic. Organic, you have to have an organic license to call it organic, mm -hmm. but it could be free range. So where we raise animals on earth. So you start to think about, well, how did God design these animals? When I first got started, I had other farmers, some mentors, oh, you got to put them on the concrete. But then I start doing it. And, you know, you pay attention to the animal. You see how they could get a disease, how they can get injured easily. You imagine a 300, 400-pound animal walking around. The hooves are really just nails yeah, all day. Yeah, wow. They end up having this thing called foot rot. You know, the nails start to decay. Mm -hmm. And that could cause an infection. And the animal that I had, a 300-pound pig died just like that. Wow. And then when you calculate, okay, I won't look at the animal as an animal today. Let me look at it as money. How much pork could I have sold from that animal, but because the way I raised it could cause that. But also, you have to look at the way you raise the animal with stress levels. So if an animal feels like it's in captivity and it's stressed out, that affects the quality I, I, of the food. You know, so it's all those things that's a part of it that people have so no how, how idea. So how long did it really get you? Like, because you, you know your shit. How long did it get you to get to this point? Like, what, what, what um, like you say you have a few mentors. Like, so what, what steps do you take to like really educate yourself? Because this ain't something, something you could just read in the book one day. I know. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with passion. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm really passionate about farming. I'm passionate about development. Mm -hmm. So seeing something go from nothing to something. So when we first got started, it's just bare land. But you push it down, mm -hmm. you erect the building here, you put mm -hmm. the water system in and all that. I mean, even being a farmer now, you, you end up doing your own carpentry and plumbing and all mm -hmm. those kind of things, right? But for me, um, I really enjoy being able to see how we can get from one step to another. So when I first got started, um, 
And I'm not always big on reading books, but we have this thing called YouTube University. Of course, yeah, man. You know, yeah, everything is uh, on YouTube. Everyone in this room has <laughs> been a, a good graduate of YouTube University. Exactly, and you subscribe to some of these channels, man, that's popping up on your phone first thing in the morning. You know which day you're getting something from Justin Rose or mm -hmm. Joe Saladin, these like big time farmers in the US. And the way farming happens outside of, see, I think in the Bahamas we stick to tradition too much. Mm -hmm. Like the world is out there, the knowledge is out there, and it's right at your fingertips. So even the use of technology. So being able to find what's out there and being able to implement it. So we went from, say, spending $25,000 on a pig pen. And I watch a few YouTube channels. And you don't have to watch the whole video. Mm -hmm. You know, you just see a few things, take some notes, and like, let me try this. Mm -hmm. Go on Amazon. They use polywire, electric fencing. I found a solar panel for $150. And it could run up to five miles of polywire find some polywire polywire is like 1500 feet 30 bucks wow so all you gotta do is put some stakes in the ground mm -hmm. put the insulator on it and run, run that, that around yeah and the animals are so intelligent once they're young you can edit to the solar panel put them in there with food they know where the food and water is once they get hit a couple of times like yeah, i'm messing with yeah, that so you go from spending so much money on this area and it's not that expensive in this area mm -hmm. and now where, I mean, I want to encourage more people to get into farming. I mean, when I first got started, people wanted, like, oh, you don't want to deal with this person, you know, that's your competitor. And of course, when you're doing your market research and putting your business plan together, you look at who you could compete with. Yeah. But when it comes to farming, there aren't that many people farming on a commercial level. Because if we did, we wouldn't be spending so much money buying food from the States. Exactly. But even with that, we don't have enough farmers to feed one island. Even mm -hmm. Grand Bahama alone, where the population is so much less than us, so mm -hmm. your providence. But you really aren't a competitor. If anything, you'd be competing on is raising the standards. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. some people want to feed the animals slop. Mm -hmm. You don't got to feed them slop. We have a bunch of different businesses out there where you can pool as a community. And we're big on community as well. You got hotels and restaurants who have food scraps every day. That's true. Just so even if you say, okay, I got this lettuce, I cut the bottom off. If you have Bahama Atlantis, how much like butter lettuce you think they cutting off every day? Yeah. But what they do with it? Trash it. Mm -hmm. What about the food stores? If a, if a fruit is bruised or a vegetable is bruised on one side, if they don't cut it and sell that part, the rest goes to the trash. Yeah, yeah. So we have a relationship with one of the um, high-end restaurants in Grand Bahama, Flying Fish. And they believe in lowering their carbon footprint. They have a sign on their door, on their fridge door, a walk-in freezer that says, save the food scraps, the fruit and vegetable scraps for the piggies. Wow. So every so often, they send me a message, hey, the buckets are full. That's good, man. I go pick it up, and that's a treat for the pigs. But also, outside of that, you got the brewery. They brew beer every day. What do you think they do with the grain? So after that beer is processed, you have the spent grain, mm -hmm. which is the wheat, the barley, the hops, mm -hmm. that's left over. Mm -hmm. That just goes to the landfill to be dumped. And you got to pay for it to go to the landfill, and then they got to break that down, however that happens, but it pollutes the environment. Right. But if you say, okay, well, the animals can eat that. You have that dropped off, probably tip the driver, because yeah, so they got to get rid of it anyway, right? right? So you don't pay me to drop yeah. it off. Let me just give the driver something to drop yeah. it off yeah. on Tuesday every week. Give them something for gas. Yeah, something for gas. But, you know, you build a community in that sense, but it also saves food costs, but it protects the environment because now you're lowering the carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. So what happens in turn is the animals have more food, and then after that, the manure can be used as fertilizer. So there's so many different areas that you can say, okay, I want to get into farming, but I'm not good at, I don't have a green thumb. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
What about packaging? You get a packaging? What about import export? What if you need to get something from Grandma Madanasa or you and Nassau, you want to send something down to Abaco, I mean Andrews or wherever else? Mm-hmm. Like there are so many different areas that are needed in the industry that people don't think about. So right now in Grandma, we've just started a multi-purpose co-op where you have people in different areas of life, different walks of life who can be connected to feeding ourselves of producing food for the island and then the country as as a whole as we expand. So before I get you to go on, because I I really like, I want to see what's the the future of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the live. So, you know, as I said, we're in my live. I have my live phone. I still still have my new phone. But right now, they got this bring your own device. So let's say you didn't buy a mobile device from a live. You can still get sales from a live when you bring your own device. So, you know, you want to get the phone from other people. You know, or you want to buy from Apple or something, bring it in and you, you save you save money on your deal. So bring bring your own device. You know, it would be payments you have to save money. So BYOD, bring your own device, can save us with live. If you have postpaid, you could get up to $150 in credit when you switch your phone. Um, so, you know, shout out to live. So Berkshire, this only been about two, I guess, three years? Going on three years? Yeah, going on three years now. Mm-hmm. What do you see like, as the, the end goal? Well, for us right now, um, we've been fortunate to connect with uh, NGOs like World Central Kitchen and now the FAO, we're doing a program with that. They have an incubator program where they have trainers of farmers and then beneficiaries where you can act them in the community to help make the industry stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also able to touch more on the agribusiness side, but we also want to tap into the agritourism side. So imagine you go to a farm where you can see the chickens grazing, um, free range, you know, eating from the earth, scratching, laying the eggs. Then you have another mm-hmm. area, you got some turkeys, you got some sheep and goats. You even have the area where people could do goat yoga, you know? What? You have the mutton doing yoga? Yeah, man, people, people <laughs> do these things, you know, they, people like do their yoga in a peaceful environment. They got animals around. Wow. But also we want to get to the, the point where we have a farm to table experience. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, for those who might not get that attached to the animals, they play mm. the figures, then they go eat some. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's that full-on experience where you can say, I actually visited this place, and I see how the animals are raised, and then they say they can taste the love afterwards. You know, <laughs> That's actually, I mean, I, I, you know, the food farm here, I've never heard that phrase before, taste the love. Yeah, no, there was actually a young lady who came to the farm once, and she was doing some videography, and she was just saying that like, the way she sees the animals behavior they don't look like they just caged in and depressed yeah. because i mean animals are feelings too mm-hmm. and you can see they look happy so i remember she just said i can't wait to taste the love and that just <laughs> that kind of stuck with me because yeah, yeah, yeah. later on down the line you actually yeah. taste the pork and then you compare it to the, the storeboard yeah, yeah. or what's imported yeah. and i mean even if you look when was this animal harvested at what date was it butchered how long did it take to get here? Yeah. How long did it sit in the container before it got on the shelf? Yeah. How long did you buy it and put it in the freezer before you cook it? <laughs> exactly. You know, so that's that's a whole part of the experience, especially mm-hmm. for those who are foodies and mm-hmm. they really want to experience a mm-hmm. good a good meal. So what actually do you have? I, I, I got a couple of what, what do you have? Like, why you so right now, to date, we have chickens, ducks, and pigs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm really interested in having a lot of other animals. Um, but I think it's wise to... You know, get comfortable with each animal yeah, at a time. You know, yeah. you get started with the pigs, okay. These are things that they experience. Okay, they, I got to work on this area a little bit. Okay, let me try the chickens. They're a little easy once they put them in a good space. You know, mm-hmm. okay, they protected there, they're fine. Okay, now we put a pond in another day. So now the ducks, they're happy. We found some eggs the other day, so mm-hmm. we got some ducklings on the way. Nice, nice. So, yeah, we plan to expand. Um, 
because we were on we were leasing about two acres, but now we acquired fifteen acres. Nice. So about to really set it up. And you quadruple. You got you second. You. you I got. mean, that's the good thing about this area. It's almost untapped. Yeah. And there's so much out there that people can benefit from just once they. They'll go out no, and search for it. it, but you know they say Bahamians you will hide something, maybe put in the book. But right? put, put in the paper, man. Put <laughs> yeah. it written. You mm-hmm. um was there a reason why you started with pigs? Was it because it's, it's um some people already was doing it as easy for you? Well, the or? main reason I started with pigs was understanding how quickly they produce. Uh-huh. So on average, a pig can have ten piglets, and the gestation period is three months, three weeks, three days. Oh wow! So in less than four months, you got ten more piglets from one pig. If you yeah. have ten sows, yeah. that's a hundred piglets every four months. Jeez. I mean, we had a pig at 17 piglets the other day. So when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, we yeah, can, can get, can get turn over, yeah. yeah. And depending on how you feed them, um, you could have a 200-pound pig within six, eight months. Wow. So that's that's the reason why I started. So with in, in comparison, what's, what's, what's the period for, for chickens? Um, well, chickens, if you get them from a day-old chick or you hatch them yourself, depending on the breed, um, it's between 18, 24 weeks mm-hmm. before they start laying an egg. Mm-hmm. But that's just the layers, mm. you know. And it's a little female empowerment. They don't need a rooster to lay eggs. Ah, you know, okay. they, just need the, <laughs> they just need the rooster to fertilize the ah, eggs. Okay, so, okay. yeah. And so do you see yourself doing like the other, like, doing like the tomatoes? And, or, or, I mean, or, we do crop on a small scale. Yeah. One of the main things we were doing um, recently was growing like, corn, cassava, sweet potatoes. Things that, I mean, we can eat and also sell, but mainly to make sure the animals are fed. Because sure, yeah. like I say, the highest cost mm-hmm. in um, livestock farming is the feed. feed. And raising pigs, they eat a lot. And you talk, you talk, you're talking about all the positive. What has been like some of the, the drawbacks, like something you waste money on or something? Or, or maybe you had the point yet where you just can come with I mean, I had, I had my days where it's like, boy, this doesn't make no sense. Yeah. Um, I think the first issue we had, and I'm glad it happened early. Right after Hurricane Dorian, the area where we are at, um, we got well. Mm. So, I mean, even when you look at cost, the cost, um, if you have city water, you have a serious bill every mm-hmm. month because pigs, they drink a whole lot of water. Yeah. And then understand the anatomy. People think pigs are nasty animals. So if you see them wallowing in the mud, that's really because they're trying to keep cool. Mm. Pigs don't have sweat glands. Oh, okay. So um, you use a whole lot of water. So we have wells in that area. But after Hurricane Dorian, a lot of wells were compromised. Mm-hmm. So the salinity was really high. And then the bacteria in the wells. So at that point, I mean, I don't know anything about checking the pH of yeah, the, the yeah. water. So I got these pigs. I raised it to about 150 pounds. I had this pig for about a month now. Dropped down dead. We are with this pig. Yeah. And one week, I got about five pigs dropped down dead. You just like that. What, what, what's going on? So I had to reach out to the guys at the utility company. I, I, I see y'all testing the water in these other areas. I, I need to be at a test of this water. Yeah. I get a sample. And it's like, boy, your salinity is high. So we had to start treating the wells. But like I said, I'm glad we started small mm-hmm. because at first... Imagine if we had like a bunch of pigs. Because I mean, when we set up our pen, this pen could hold about 300 pigs. So I'm thinking, okay, let's see if we could get 100 pigs. Let's start quick. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you get in the business, yeah, you already yeah. have your financials. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking, okay, if I could turn over this amount of pigs in this amount of time, and I have a breeding program going on, well, I, 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 I can quick. leave this job. Yeah, you know? <laughs> So, so luckily you said, I said okay, no let's, let's, let's start small. Yeah, let me yeah. let me understand these animals yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. But there was one point I said, boy, this ain't making no yeah. sense. They say you burn the money, you throw away money. What? So you have those experiences, and then um, even with the chickens, you had an issue with dogs came in the area. We had like 90, 90 hens at that point. One morning, got up there, forty of them dead. Wow. So it's like okay. 
class they, they help the they help the fencing uh, well and that's another thing with farming and a lot of farmers have that issue fencing is very expensive so trying to secure your perimeter mm-hmm. yeah so of course right after that we worked on that yeah. and that's what really pushed me into the electric fencing yeah, so, that's how that's before that's pre-electric that's before, fencing. Yeah, right yeah. that's right before and i kind of slunked on it because i think around well, well let me say not until it happened you don't think you need it Right, because I had the electric fence sitting there, so I'll set it up later. Yeah. I mean, the chickens did good. Mm-hmm. I found this little coupon on Amazon, only cost about 500 bucks. And they've been in there fine. I already collecting a couple dozen eggs mm-hmm. oh, a day. It's, it's good for, for starting out. Well, I put almost half of it. Next two weeks later, a raccoon. And you got, you got plenty of them, especially in areas where there's a lot of bush, yeah, yeah. you know. And they're all seeking food as well, so you have to understand, okay, you feed the animals after a certain point you got to take that food up you leave it out there other you know, animals, animals come, come and then you have a rat do. problem yeah so i say no let me put this this electric fence in down so you still have your, your full job so talking about having people to trust like to run the farm while you actually work so there. i'd say that's the most i mean it is difficult but i'd say rewarding as as a whole um something my my dad talked to me a lot about is it's easy to just you know fire somebody or just you know quit dealing with them but it's it's more rewarding when you're able to manage them and bring them along so as we all know um, bahamians ain't the easiest people to work with mm-hmm. so imagine out in the hot sun and i know what it is because i used to have to go out there first thing in the morning before work mm-hmm. let me make sure I feed these animals i gotta yeah. clean up after them yeah. and then come out later then so, go to your, to your and job. then go to the job goodness. so can they, mean, can, you, can they be passionate yeah but if you're gonna be a manager or even a business owner entrepreneur you have to understand the ins and outs of the business you can't say okay well let me hire a couple of people and yeah. you go do it you yeah, got to know yeah, how yeah. it's done yeah. and then that's even how you get the respect i could come out there okay look you know what do let me show you how to do it mm-hmm. you know i, I pop on i put my boots on mm-hmm. in that pen like mm-hmm. i clean that up that's yeah, no problem yeah. so um i'd say staffing has been um the most difficult part trying to keep consistent workers you know, people they always put their best foot forward mm-hmm. but um after a while you start to see them slack off Trouble, a bit yeah. so i'd say that's been um, pretty challenging but um we found up we have a pretty good team at this point and now that we've acquired more space we looking to expand so you get to the point where you have eggs being laid every day so that egg market that could start to push because people eat eggs yeah, all, the time, all yeah. day and they put it in desserts and whatever mm-hmm. so if you're having breakfast and then our main thing, we don't really focus on going into the grocery store. And I think that's one of the biggest things that farmers have to look at. The food stores, they're going to make their money too. Mm-hmm. So if you come in with your eggs at a higher price than what they're already selling them, then they got to put their price yeah, on top of that. So you have to also understand, yeah. well, if you want to get at the food store, which food store are you going to? Yeah. Because then you got to understand your demographics. So how are you managing that, being able to sell the stuff and not get so, so um, we had to start getting into more on the technology side so um and then you start introducing different revenue streams so um we also sell animal feed and we sell manure so those things you know they help with the Mm -hmm. turnover because a lot of people get into raising their own chickens everybody got Mm -hmm. a couple chickens in the backyard Mm -hmm. now um but for us i realized early on that if i get into the food store it's cool but once i start doing that market research Mm -hmm. they bring in pork some dollar a pound 97 cents a pound at the time Mm -hmm. of course everything's going up now but what's my cost of production? I got to pay my guys. You got a power bill to run the, the wells, mm-hmm. the pumps in the wells. Um, you got to get the feed. So all of those things, the cost of the production. 
and then even like secure in the area, so many other moving parts um, with the operational costs. So when you price it, right now our cost is about, our price about $5 a pound for, for pork. Mm. So me trying to get it in the food store, and then they tack their price on top of it after they do that butchering. Um, it's, it's difficult based on, like I say, the demographic, which food store you go to. Mm. So I realized that, oh, what about chefs? You got a lot of private chefs. You got restaurants. You got some hotels. They, they can sell it. So what if me, me grinding, you want to buy some eggs? Well, so we, we also sell from the, the um, farm. Okay. And that's when I first got started, I had to kind of pitch that to one farmer. I went out to his farm, he's like, man, I got a whole bunch of bolted broccoli and um, cabbage and all this stuff. You could take it for your pigs. So I went out there, I saw the guy, he got rows and rows, a bunch of different things. I was like, who do you sell to? So he said, man, I'm trying to get into the food store. I said, but you got all this hair right now. Yeah, I said, did you read your business license? He said, what do you mean? I said, read it. You're licensed to sell whatever you grow. Your farm is your store. Mm-hmm. And imagine just that experience where you know, people love to go to a farmer's market. Yeah. But having them come to the farm and pick their fresh crop and take it home, that's an experience itself. as a whole. That's, in like, itself, that's like you, know? you, go, you go, like, you buy a Christmas tree, you go to... Right, you will go pick yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can go there and say, okay, yeah, that's, that looks good. Let me, let me get that one. And you put your price on that, I mean, even just for them coming there, that's an experience for them. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. Some people don't have a problem buying it all that way. And, so, that's, and that's an easy experience. People like to go sit in the food store in the stuffy AC, smell yeah, bad. So and you could go, go outside and you see it. I go inside the coop. Okay, how many dozen you need? Let me get a couple of eggs for you. Mm-hmm. Clean it off. Put it in the garden. Or even give them a little um, education. Well, you know the eggs will last long if you don't wash it. So, I mean, it might have a little poop on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wipe it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it stays fresh longer. Yeah. But you understand how it really works and you actually meet the people who are raising your animals. Then you see the connection with the animal and the farmer. So, we, we also do that. We do farm tours as well. So, um, having a mother who's a teacher, mm-hmm. that works very well. Um, we also do community service on the weekends, so high school kids who need some hours. So we get some free sense. labor, but yeah, they also... Of course, you know, we gotta, you know it works. It's, it's a community, it's a simbi- you know? It's a symbiotic relationship. Right. So, yeah, we sell directly from the farm as well, and sometimes, every now and then, we go to a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, um, we use MailChimp, so we mm-hmm. have a mail listing mm-hmm. where, you know, you buy something from us today, we get your you contact yeah, information, yeah. so now you're locked in. Yeah. Unless you decide to unsubscribe. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, but, you're but, locked but, in, but, so but anything that's happening... This the scene, like, I ain't trying to sell, you know... The random items so that you don't need all the time, yeah, right? So you, you eat food every single right. day, and then you connect that with short form or whatever. You have your mm-hmm. website set up, and everything's online. Mm-hmm. Get your online platform payments, and that's that's the direction we want to go with it. So we don't just treat farming as farming; it's yeah. a business. It's a whole, it's a whole experience, right? So we get just how, how can people call you? Is a number they can call if they want to set up something? Or? Yeah, so the number is easy: it's four two four two four four one seven 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 seven. So that's our number for Berkshire Bahamas Farms. We're also on Google. So if you go on Google and you type in Berkshire Bahamas Farms, you mm-hmm. see all of our information. We're in the process of setting up our website; it's almost ready. We're also on Instagram at Berkshire Bahamas mm-hmm. and on Facebook at Berkshire Bahamas Farms. So this has been episode three with Who That. Um, again, alive, bring your own device. So if you want to save some money in your life, it's posted a prepaid, bring your own device. Like, oh, I have this whole 11 right there. Bring it through. Um, shout out to Terrence again for Berkshire Farms. I, I, I need to know when you can bring us to Nassau so that we can save some money from buying my things. Yeah, well, we I'm, definitely <laughs> want to come to Nassau. You know, the market is here. Yeah. The population I is know, I know the spaces, but... Well, I mean, you can always figure it out. <laughs> so thank you again. This has been Who That to Who That? 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 Who